Hello everyone, I want to discuss something very uh, intimate about myself. And before I begin, I must say that the way that I am sexually has nothing to do with the sexual abuse that, uh, that was forced upon me as a child. Uh, a lot of people would see some of my sex episodes as you're know, only these particular ways sexually because of the sexual abuse. One, that is cruelty, and cruelty is needless. Um, and lastly on that, I am who the fuck I truly am with or without all of those abuses. I am who I, who I am truly who the fuck I am. Without the, those pains, you know what I mean? I think about that and I say that I am truly fully who I am with or without the traumas with or without the abuses with or without the victimization. I am independently me, myself, and I without all of those forms of inhumanity. Okay? So if you listen to me, understand that this is my uh, audibly telling you that I have figured out my sex and sexuality without those atrocities, child atrocities, me as a child. There we go. Mindbodygreen.com slash article slash exhibitionism. MBG relationships. This is sex section. This is expert review, so you can trust it. The MBG contributor. In this case is Stephanie Barnes. She wrote this. The expert review is by Christy Overstreet, PhD, LPCC, LMHC, CST. So Dr. Overstreet is the one who reviewed is the expert who reviewed this article. This is Are You an Exhibitionist? A deep dive into the sexual kink. Do you feel amazing, almost as if you're being energized and excited while standing naked under the G-A-Z-E gaze of a partner or someone you're about to be intimate with? If the answer is yes, you could be into exhibitionism. Here we explore and ultimately give you a better understanding of what it means to be an exhibitionist. What is exhibitionism? Exhibitionism is when a person experiences sexual excitation from the fantasy of being observed naked or engaged in sexual activity, or from actually being observed while naked or engaged in sexual activity, um, explains AASECT certified sex therapist Indigo Stray Conger, LMFT CST. Importantly, this consensual kink is completely different and separate from the mental health condition known as exhibitionistic disorder, which involves deriving recurrent and intense sexual arousal from the exposure of one's 
genitals to an unsuspecting person, usually a stranger, stray, stray, Congress says. The key difference is in the lack of consent and the distress the person may feel about their own desires. Healthy exhibitionism is a sex-positive celebration of the erotic and should not be confused with exhibitionistic disorders, she says. The desire to incorporate being watched by others into sexual activity is an extremely common fancy straight Congress says. According to uh, Zaina Rangalava, PhD, Dr. Rangalava, New York's New York University professor of human sexuality and sex expert for LELO, a recent study showed that 66% of men and 57% of women fantasize about having sex openly in a public place. 82% of both genders fantasize about having sex in an unusual place, including offices, public toilets, etc. Most of us have at least a little bit of an exhibitionist streak in us. This, like anything else in psychology, exists on a spectrum and it is perfectly normal and healthy, Rangelova adds. Though bringing that fantasy into reality is slightly less common, it still occurs frequently enough via the robust swinging of our lifestyle community slash straight conquer. Signs you might be into it. One, you fantasize about being watched. Perhaps one of the biggest indications that you're into exhibitionism is that you find yourself regularly, regularly fantasizing about being watched, whether alone or with a partner. If a common theme to the fantasies that bring you to climax are about someone observing you naked or engaging in a sexual act, then you might be an exhibitionist, says Straight Conger. If this fantasy is a core component to your erotic template, you might explore what it would be like to bring that fantasy into reality with consenting adults and legal behavior, of course, she says. Two, an early member of your sexual self involves being observed. If you have an early memory of being seen naked and recalling that memory as an adult involved evokes an erotic feeling for you, you could be an exhibitionist. Our erotic templates tend to be formed when young and the first few times we experience ourselves as sexual beings may not be when we're involved in sexual acts. Those deepest memories of our erotic selves become an integral part of what turns us on and gets us all strained, Congress says. Three, you like the idea of getting into burlesque stripping or other sexy forms of culture. This is show-offy, but also has the value for some of giving the exhibitionism a context, because some people might only be comfortable with sexy, not sex, says Carol Queen, PhD, Dr. Queen, sexologist with good vibrations. Four, you enjoy putting on a show for your partner. Simple, similar to being into the idea of stripping to burlesque, Queen says, put on a private show is another sign of exhibitionism. Putting on a show for your partner, dancing, masturbating for them, etc., isn't just to entice and please them, though that's nice and sexy. An exhibitionist will also find this very personally arousing, she explains. Five, you dress sexy in order to pull attention. Queen says this includes wearing tight, revealing clothes, costumes with some kink value, Sexy lingerie are really going over the top at Halloween. Different people will find different outfit, outfits and garments sexy. There's no one type of clothing that all people would feel sexy in. So this part is definitely personal with diverse looks associated with it, she notes. But again, it's about you drawing the eye and feeling sexy about it. Even if you're not yet bringing these behaviors into sexually fueled situations, there are early signs that you love the feeling of people watching you at 
Danis Graveris, certified sex educator and relationship expert at Sexual Alpha. This isn't gender-specific queen ads. We often think of women as objects of desire in this culture, and women are expected to dress and groom accordingly. That doesn't mean they're all turned on by it, and it doesn't mean all other gender presentations have to sit this one out. Anyone can find this kind of play or fantasy enhancing if they are into it in the first place. Six, you love bringing your partner with you while shopping for lingerie. In my case, you know, you love bringing your partner with you while shopping for the clothes I wear. In doing this, your partner will feel sexually aroused and you love seeing how they react to you showing off your body. The classic example of an exhibitionist and a voyeurist together says Gravers. Um, <laughs> exhibitionism versus voyeurism. Exhibitionism and voyeurism actually go head in hand, Fran Galaga says. Exhibitionism and voyeurism are like two sides of a coin. Exhibitionism is about the possibility of being seen by others being arousing, while voyeurism is about watching others naked or having sex being aroused in 2000 Like exhibitionism, voyeurism is quite common. Visual sex stimuli is inherently arousing and perfectly normal, as long as it involves consenting adults. Like with exhibitionism, consent is key to voyeurism and making the two kinks function well together. As a voyeur, I've had to learn how to respectfully enjoy the excitement and pleasure of someone that wants to be seen, especially in intimate settings during any group play or kink scene, says Tiana Flittersaurus Rex, polyamorous educator and co-founder of the Sex Work Revival Guide watching verbal and nonverbal cues how their bodies react or move annoying my attention is an additional form of participation is what makes the delicate dance of watcher and watch all the more titillating the entertainment industry puts billions to live in a society that has people that love to perform and the fans that love to ogle, ogle. tips and tricks to exploit exhibition aside start in the re start in the realm of fantasy before introducing the real thing before diving in, straight Congo encourages open and honest conversations about what, about what you want when it comes to your exploration of exhibitionism, especially with any sexual partners you might be engaging with. Talk about what sex would be like if others were watching. Discuss different scenarios and what would be most arousing to us. Then bring those fantasies into the bedroom while having sex. You know, the bed is not the only sexual setting, as I say, so you can do those other sexual settings do that as well. Imagine that what you have already talked about is actually playing out. That's rather than feeling your partner, you might discuss what it, what it would take to make those fantasies real. Discuss whether that is something you both want to do with the fantasies or not. Add sexy garments or strip tease elements of moving your clothes. Let the garments play up what you feel sexy is about or cover body image areas so you feel sexier than usual or help you bring a role of identity to life, according to Jess, you'll probably care about whether someone else will find your outfit sexy, but much more important is what you feel sexy wearing. Keep the lights on and put on a show. If you're seeking exhibitionistic thrill, then it might be a little harder to do so in the dark. Queens recommends keeping the lights on, getting on top and putting on a show. Be showy. Ask your partner to look at you. Move via tease. Put on an erotic show for your partner. Tease, masturbate, etc. She says. 
try mutual masturbation. Queen also recommends trying mutual masturbation, which is when two partners masturbate at the same time, enjoying self-pleasure while watching each other get off. I love suggesting that both partners masturbate and watch at the same time, she says. Just get on either end of the bed and make sure the lights aren't too dim. Try a sex party group sex scenario. Once you've, once you've covered your bases in communication and incorporated bit of your exhibitions, fantasies, and perspectives, then it might be time to take things up a notch. Explore a sex party or swingers gathering. Again, choose an appropriate scenario, even if you were just talking about something over the top, like having sex in a municipal pool. Don't get in trouble out there. And don't, as Queen Victoria reportedly said, do it in the street and frighten the horses, Queen said. This could also lead to more intense orgasms or an overall better experience when you make it back into the bedroom at the end of the night. The bottom line. So now that you have a better understanding of consensual exhibitionism and what it means to be, and what it means to be exhibitionist, what are you going to do with it? The truth is you don't have to do anything you're not comfortable with. If you think you wouldn't be brave enough to try exhibitionism or worry you wouldn't like it in real life, that's okay. A lot of our fantasies live in our minds and bring us plenty of joy without turning them into reality. That doesn't mean you're not exhibitionist at heart, says Stray Conger. Stephanie Barnes uh, wrote this. Okay. So, Antonio Ray Myers, are you an exhibitionist. Yes, I am an exhibitionist. So is exhibitionism the sexual kink of yours that you're deeply diving into? Hell the fuck yeah. Okay, I'm gonna make this simple. My exhibitionism is healthy exhibitionism. My healthy exhibitionism is a sex positive celebration of the erotic. The sensual, the sexual, the kinky, the shape-shifty, the intimate, the interpersonal, the lovey-dovey, and the romantic. That's me. So as exhibitionist, as a healthy exhibitionist, I should say, I experience sexual excitation from the fantasy of being observed naked by the multitudes and as a healthy exhibitionist I experience sexual excitation from the fantasies of being observed by the multitudes my being engaged in sexual activity um, my healthy exhibitionist it means that I experience sexual excitation from actually being observed while naked and engaged in sexual activity by the multitudes, right? So I have, that is my, my healthy exhibitionism, my healthy exhibitionism is my consensual kink. So, so how would you go about it, Tony? You're, you're ethically non-monogamous. So you're going to have more than one partner. And you talked about your um, ethical porn performance interest. So explain more about that. Absolutely, I will. I would like to be an ethical porn performer 
at least three times a year. And January, June, December is what I mean. And I would love to be naked on television uh, and naked in movies and have sex scenes in television and sex scenes in movies, right? So my healthy exhibitionism means consenting adults. Um, it's one, it's all 100% legal. Um, no betrayals, right? Um, and no human rights violations of any kind, right? So that's what my healthy exhibitionism means. I do fantasize about being watched. I love the idea of getting into burlesque, stripping, and other sexy forms of culture. I enjoy putting on shows for my partners and the public and all of the lawful human rights protecting manners. I do dress sexy in order to pull attention. Um, I love bringing my, I love having people shop with me, especially in terms of make sure I look nice and neat, wink. Um, an early memory of my sexual self both being observed. Independent of the abuse, um, that is very true for me. Independent of the abuse, my earliest memories of my sexual self after the abuse ended involves being observed, and I really enjoy it. It provoked erotic feelings for me. Um, And so, I'm also, I love doing consensual group play. I love doing consensual kink scenes. I love uh, consensual intimate settings. I love consensual swinging. What does that mean? No, I'm not a home record, never have been, never will be at the same time. If someone's life partner or spouse or someone they're in a, a romantic relationship with, and these are open relationships, plural relationships, multiple relationships, ethically non-monogamous relationships, then yes, I would be with someone's 
life partner, someone's spouse, or someone's romantic partner, only under those contexts is only. I am the kind of person that will never put myself in an adulterous situation. I would never play any role in infidelity. I would never play any role in extramarital affairing. I would never play a role in cheating at all. Um, I don't mind being, I don't mind being someone else's partner in an open relationship, a plural relationship, multiple relationship. I don't mind that, you know, the, my partner who already is involved with somebody, we've all agreed that I would be another romantic partner they have, right? Like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. So that's how what I mean by I don't mind myself being in a swinging lifestyle in that context or, you know, that kind of, you know, I don't mind that involving the lifestyle community. Now, would I ever have sex in the office? Yes. How would I do it legally? No vandalism, or if it's somebody, if one of my partners, if that's their place, or if it's a place that they own, or if that's truly their domain and they have say so over it, and we can it's impossible to get in trouble, it's because it's theirs, then yes, I would have sex in an office. A public toilet, hmm, that's tricky. I would still have sex in a public toilet, but it would have to be clean, like the office, any place I have sex in quote, usual place, public place, they have to all be clean, because all my private places, um, that sex me are all clean, so public clean, right? So my exhibit, my exhibitionism is perfectly normal and healthy. So uh, yes, it would have to be clean, and it would be during the hours where most people aren't coming around, kind of thing. So I don't mind that in that regard. It's very tricky, but I would try, I would make it work. Um, that public sex in public places, yes. All legal, no human rights violations and no betrayal. There you go. That's that's how I am in terms of public sex in public places and private sex in private places. Exactly. Um, I do not have exhibitionistic disorder. Um, and here's what, and as for my voyeurism, I would only watch people be naked and have sex if they included me in the nudity and sex happening. I can't just watch people have sex and not join. If I'm not if they don't let me join, I'm not watching. Because after a while, I want to get involved. 
So I'm a healthy voyeurist. How does healthy voyeurism work? Well, if it's people I have built a rapport with, and I don't mind watching them, but if, but I would say, if you include me, I will watch. If you not include me, I'm not watching. Um, and that's just how I feel. Because it, after a while, I'm going to just get too hard. I'm like, you know what? Make room for me. I, I, I fucking can't take this shit no damn more. I'm horny as hell. That's what be how I feel personally. So, yes, I'm a healthy exhibition, healthy voyeurist. Because for the last time, I say this. No human rights violations. Um, no betrayals. Um, consenting adults. All of us. And 100% legal. And so, that's my, um, I do, I have the, I started the realm of fantasy for introducing the real things that I've done, uh, that's me, adding sexy garments or strip teeth I was removing my clothes, I do that, I keep the lights on and all, but I do put on my shows anyway. <laughs> How do you do with the lights off? Well, like, you can have lights off and still see if you do it earlier. Like if it's bedtime and I can see that person during the day, that's exactly what I mean. Yes, I do do, you know, masturbation is my thing. I self-pleasure by myself and self-pleasure with other people. I, we watch each other get off. And we both masturbate and watch at the same time. We watch each other get all most massive at the same time. Okay. And as for sex parties or group sex and me, I would go I would participate in sex parties or group sex long as, you know. That's just, I thought this is the last time I was gonna say this other time, but this one for sure. Um I would do I would participate in sex parties and group sex, both of them. So, okay, explain a little more about, you, you, you covered everything, Antonio, except ethical porn thing, you gotta share a little bit more about that. Okay, I will. Um, because I have other interests, I want to do, well, I may do it more than three, ethical porn, porn, maybe more than three. Three is my, so far, the, my standard, um, if I'm able to be a hit at it, it'll be more than three. But if I'm, I'm not gonna even doubt myself. I, I know I'm gonna be a hit at it. I'm, I know I'm gonna be a hit at it for sure. But, you know, I think three would be the amount of frequency at my lowest, I don't know what my highest would be in terms of how 
often because I want to make sure that I pay fairly. I know I won't be. I just want to make sure that I can make enough money where I can have that kind of life as another income stream. You know, so there'd be my highest I don't know, but I do want to be ethical punk performer for real. And the reason why I want to do that has nothing to do with attention seeking. It has nothing to do with arrogance, it has nothing to do with showboating, it has nothing to do with insecurity, it has nothing to do with trauma doctrines, it has nothing to do with the Messiah complex, it has nothing to do with the God complex, it has nothing to do with perfectionism, it has nothing to do with trying to be all things to all people. Mine is definitely um, about trying to show people, again, Healthy, consensual nudity. Healthy, consensual sensuality. Healthy, consensual sexuality. Healthy, consensual intimacy. Uh, being healthy and consensual when it comes to both the interpersonal, uh, the communicative and the social. Uh, healthy, consensual uh, He, uh, being fully human and full humanity and being healthy and central on that, right? So that explains that and I would, because in ethical porn, the sex is actually real. Everything in ethical porn is, is all real and that is scripted, which I appreciate. And as for sexing and movies and television, I would do them when it comes to rated R, when it comes to TVMA, when it comes to NC-17. Um, it wouldn't be um, violent or, or, or gruesome. I would make sure that all the sex things are part of, they look like real sex in real life. Like medical porn performing thing, I want to make sure it looks, you know, it's all real in real life. So you're actually seeing what you do in real life. So you can go, oh, wow, this is what I can conduct myself as. Because the fantasies that you're seeing, you go, wow, I've actually may have lived these out already. Right? And so I have everything, like, of course, I can show people those, you know, being healthy, being healthy and consensual and personal life in the world of sexology, sex therapy, sex coaching. Of course, I may attempt to do those things in the future, possibly. Those things are very much intriguing to me. So, of course, I could do that without the porn, performing, you know, ethical punk ethical performing about the whole music and TV and sex and that, of course. But I am an exhibition. I am a healthy exhibitionist. I am a. I am um, a healthy voyeurist. So I want to be true to myself in um, humane manners only and strictly. Um, I discovered these things about myself subconsciously when I started to become 
you know, a young adult. And I suppress these things because of being afraid of societal harsh judgment and harsh judgment from the world of being faith-based, right? So those were um, insecurities I admit that I had, and this year I decided to just fully embrace the fact that I'm a healthy exhibitionist, and this year I decided to fully embrace the fact that I'm a healthy voyeurist. Um, you know, for myself, I figured out that, um, There's ways I could be an exhibitionist without scarring myself nor other people. There's ways I could be a voice without scarring myself nor other people. You know, I'm a person who is unashamed of my own nakedness, and I'm unashamed of the nakedness of other people. Um, I must admit, growing up, did I see adult bareback sex as a child? Yeah. So I witnessed exhibitionistic disorder as a child. That's not my kind of exhibitionism. My, my Everything about my body and sex and intimacy and sensuality are all healthy while the abusers it's all unhealthy. I'm able to separate myself from that. And they were not into using birth control. Me. Um, I am always into using birth control. They were never into using birth control. I'm always, always used, I'm always into using birth control. You know, every time I have sex, they were completely different. I'm not sexually reckless and they are. I'm not sexually callous, they are, right? And that's what I mean about my, I am who I am independent from them. And if I was never abused, like I said the last time on this, I would still be everything I'm saying to you that I'm on about. I would still be everything I'm telling you, everything. So their kink was non-consensual and healthy abusers. Mine is, my kink is consensual and healthy, right? So what I, I mean, I also want to say this and I want to wrap up. Um, Um, I am the kind of person that is healthy exhibitionist, healthy voyeurist. I'm a healthy voyeurist and a healthy exhibitionist depends on my, you know, casual relationship. And I'm a healthy voyeurist and healthy, a healthy exhibitionist. I said that both when it comes to my casual relationships. Yes, I'm healthy. Boy, is healthy. Um, exhibition because of my casual relationships and 
I am a healthy voyeurist and healthy exhibitionist when it comes to my um, being a part of the open, plural, and multiple relationships that my partners may have a main partner or other partners, but I'm one of the partners that they're romantically involved with. And of course, that includes full-blown sex as well. Yes, I have full-blown sex. Um, and what, so you said swinging, so would you have sex with somebody else's life partner? If everybody's cool with it, then yes, I would live a swing lifestyle that way. So, um, I'm just glad to get this off my chest. I am ethically non-monogamous. So I am ethically, I, I am ethic, I, I am an ethical voyeurist, ethical exhibitionist too. So if I'm ethically non-monogamous, therefore my voyeurism and exhibitionism are rock solid And um, I'm a person who honors the gift of nudity um, because the nudity of those who abuse me unhealthy. My nudity is healthy. Their sex, sexuality, sex habits, unhealthy. My sex, sex habits, sexuality, healthy. Um, their exhibitionism and voyeurism unhealthy, my exhibitionism, voyeurism, healthy. Their non-monogamy was based off toxic masculinity and toxic immunity. You know, trying to get as many women as they can or as men as they can, right? Mine is more of I truly have affinity and real affection for more than one person and because of we spend more time at work than with family, we spend more time at work than our friends. That's why I'm a confirmed bachelor, single forever, right? So that's healthy on my end, that's all unhealthy. Their sensuality is unhealthy. My sensuality is healthy. Um So everything about their personal lives and everything about their professional lives are all unhealthy. Everything about my personal life and everything about my um, professional life is completely healthy. So so yes, I would um, so in closing Yes, that I would have sex scenes. That I would have sex scenes that would be showcased to the whole world in um, in the media, TVs, TV shows, and movies. Yes, um, erotic and erotica films. Those two. Um, I'm trying to make sure. Do I have anything else to say? Um, I think not. Thank you.
Actually, for a second, I do have one last thing to say. So, I'm the type of person that would go to new beaches. I'm the type of person that would be ethical and legal and human rights protecting in terms of my participating in new beaches. And would I have literal sex on the beach? Yes, in all the ethical, legal, and human rights protecting ways. Uh, nobody's betrayed and it's all consensual and birth control is mandatory. So, um, yeah, whatever, visit porn sets, of course, and um, safe and sound ways. Like porn houses, you will. And those are the last things that I wanted to say. This time, do I have anything else to say? I officially finally say, I think not.